Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 101 of the Quickie Podcast. Thanks for being here. I am your host, Dave Hopkins, and every once in a while on the show, I like to have uh, you know a newer designer to the game. You know, somebody who's just getting his teeth cut in his career, you know, three to five years in the game, just to sort of hear where their perspectives at, you know, where, what are the kids talking about these days? And I'm not that much older than my guest today, but either way, I wanted to hear from this guy. So my guest today is Nick Stewart. I came across his work on Instagram uh, under Vanguard Design Co., which is his freelance business. And I wanted to reach out because I thought it was awesome. And uh, we connected and he came onto the show. So During this episode, we talk about how he is in that stage where he's on his way to full-time freelance, but in the meantime, his wife's in school, so he's freelancing on the side, but also holding down a part-time job. And that, I thought, was really important for not only our studio uh, owner listeners to hear, but also designers that are just in school or just coming out of school, like don't feel like you got to have it all sorted out as soon as you come out of school. Nick shares with us the story of his first job outside of school, and it's not as glamorous as you might think. It's not a fantastic magazine or something like that that's out there. He tells us what that was and what he ended up doing there. He also tells us about a recent project that he was a part of where he got to do design work for a rapper that he has grown up just admiring and loving his music. Nick tells us how that connection first happened and what it felt like doing that work. We also talk about how social media can be used as a tool. Um, it has the ability to connect you with people and brands that you would you know, feel out of reach otherwise. And social media gives you that gateway to that connection. He also gets uh, a little bit blindsided by the Ask It Forward question from our friend Aaron Draplin in episode 100. And I love Nick's Ask It Forward question for my next guest. I really hope you like today's episode and maybe some of Nick's story will actually resonate with you and remind you of where you started in your design career. So let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest, Nick Stewart. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Good morning, Nick. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing awesome. Thanks for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Nick, are you ready for a quickie? Absolutely. Perfect. (laughs) Uh, Briefly tell the listeners about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Nick. Uh, I am a freelance graphic designer. I'm 22 years old. I live in the Pacific Northwest, uh, USA, Washington to be exact. Um, I have been running Vanguard Design Co. uh, since late 2016. Um. Yeah, right now I currently do uh, freelance work. Um, that's most of my work time spent mm-hmm. on freelance. I also do uh, part-time work as a barista at a local local coffee shop. Oh, nice. Obviously, you need the coffee discounts. 
Oh yeah, that's super nice. <laughs> <laughs> so before fully going freelance uh, in 2016, what were you doing before then? So what I was doing in, well, I had a few different jobs um, since 2016. Um, back in 2016, I was working at uh, Guitar Center, actually. Um, so that was, yeah, that was exciting. I was working there, worked there for a while. And then I transitioned to, I actually went to college. Um, I had a, got a two-year degree in visual communication um, with kind of a focus on graphic design. Um, and then after that, I had, I had started an internship with a sign shop, uh, just a local sign shop around here. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I graduated, they ended up hiring me full-time. Um, so I transitioned into working at the sign shop full-time. And I was kind of doing, taking freelance projects here and there, uh, wherever I could kind of, I remember I was doing them kind of, um, just whenever I could, just on my lunch breaks, uh, and evenings when I got home. Got it. And so what kind of freelance stuff were you working on? What kind of projects found their way into your lap? Mostly it was most, I was kind of advertising myself mostly as logo design and branding. Um, that's kind of what I enjoyed doing. Um, it was very different than what I was doing at the sign shop. Um, at the sign shop, it was a lot of there was a lot of pre-made art that was sent to sent to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a, we had a team of two designers, just me and me and another lady. Um, so you were and, not only doing design work; you were doing pre-press and preparation for signage into their various formats and mocking up on, you know, vehicle graphics and and setting it up for production. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it it was. It was kind of all-encompassing. We did a lot of uh, vehicle graphics, signage, uh, boat graphics, boat registration numbers, so many boat registration numbers. (laughs) So you really went from school, then dabbling in freelance, but having, you know, part-time jobs to sort of support yourself while you're growing your freelance. And then when you really kicked it off, you just doubled down on freelance, left the sign shop, and now you're working to have discount coffee, but also, <laughs> yes. but also really hitting it hard with freelance. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I got to a point uh, at the sign shop where, um, well, a couple of reasons. I was getting I was getting pretty sick of the sign shop, mm-hmm. um, just not doing what I wanted to do uh, in terms of design. Um, when I first got it, I was like, I was stoked because I, it was a design job right out of college, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that's, that's perfect. And I was super grateful. Um, it just got to a point where it wasn't, I didn't get to, cre- to flex a lot of creative muscle in the, in that job. Uh, mm-hmm. a lot of it, kind of like I was saying, a lot of it was pre-made art that was already sent to us and it was, uh, we just kind of sized it right and, and printed it, um. There were times where we got to be a little creative. Uh, it just wasn't a ton of what I like to do. And then, you know, half the time they used me for, like, scraping old vinyl and glue off of trailers and stuff. <laughs> so, you know, I got to a point where I was, like, I was getting enough projects uh, via freelance where it was kind of competing, um, not in terms of of pay, but in terms of uh, time. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have enough time to keep up with all the projects. Um and I was like, you know, I'm sick of this place and I'm ready to kind of move on. And yeah, I jumped into uh, this coffee shop and I've transitioned into a part-time job there. Um, so that's what I'm doing currently. I work in part-time 
um, at the at the coffee shop, and then which gave me a, t- a lot more time for the freelance projects. You know, I like this this phase that you're in because it really is a great thing, not only for um, you know creative directors and art directors to hear, because you're in a situation where a lot of you know newer designers are in, where they're in this transitionary stage, and it gives creative directors and art directors um, a better understanding of what a potential hire might be going through. But at the same time, you know, there, it shows that there's nothing wrong with working part time while you're trying to build your freelance, because at the end of the day, you got to pay your bills. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool, man. So I got a picture of this sort of last uh, five or so years for you. Um, I want to dive back further than that into your childhood. And I want to hear, you know, do you feel that you had a creative childhood and what made it that way? Yeah, definitely. I would say um, I think I was one, I was always one to be uh, drawing, designing. Um, that was kind of a pastime for me. Uh-huh. Uh, it was super enjoyable. I, I always remember going to the uh, the dollar store and getting these, uh, these giant, you could get these giant poster board uh, papers uh-huh. for like a dollar. Um, and just you know, filling them with like doodles and designs and stuff. And it was really fun for me. And I, and, uh, that was a big part of, uh, growing up for me. I think it was always something I looked forward to and it was kind of, uh, relaxing, you know, when I wasn't outside or, you know, playing with friends or video games or whatever, you know, take a break. And, um, art was always kind of, a a big thing for me. And I think I always leaned more towards the, the design side. I was ne- I've never really been good at like fine art. Mm-hmm. I would always do kind of more geometric kind of doodly type stuff. Um, but yeah, I definitely, definitely kind of grew up with, um, kind of those habits, you know? So you kind of already knew where your strengths lie and you definitely didn't try and force yourself into being, um, you know, that fine artist, but understanding where your strengths were. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, uh, I kind of just did what I liked, you know, I kind of just drew what I liked to, to draw and what I liked to design. And I think mm-hmm. I, I remember specific times where I tried kind of fine art, um, or, you know, drawing like realistic, like, uh, animals or, uh, or people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just, I just never enjoyed it that much, you know, kind of in the process, mm. I, I would put hours into it and uh, I was just never happy with how it looked and I didn't like the process of it. It was just kind of, you know, whereas kind of the doodly design stuff that I liked doing, um, it was fun because I could just kind of, um, just kind of create just with what came to mind in the moment. Got it. Now, were your parents artists? Were they designers, commercial artists? Like, was there an influence like that in your immediate family or around you? Um, no, no, not really. My uh, my mom is a teacher, and my dad uh, was a police officer. Got it. Okay, so you really kind of followed what made you happy, and in going in yeah. that direction, led you to this graphic design field. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I kind of I was always drawing and designing, and I remember my uh, I remember when I was um, graduating high school, and kind of I was kind of stuck, and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do for a career because I I juggled around different ideas, and I was like, man, I I don't know what I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, and I've got these ideas and I got these things that I feel like I could pursue, um, I just don't know if I'd want to do that, 
Um, and I remember my parents and relatives always being like, dude, like, do something with your art, you know, because you have, <laughs> you have some skill there and you have some, you know, you really enjoy doing it. And I was like, okay, I mean, like, I just don't, I don't know what to do, you know, and, and I had, I had no clue um, the whole, like, what I could do with it and what I could turn it into in terms mm-hmm. of, like, digital design and branding and uh, logo stuff, which is, is what I love doing now. I just, I, I kind of had no clue about that. And I think I, uh, I toyed around with different ideas and um, I eventually landed on, uh, you know, I heard of graphic design. And I was like, kind of like, oh, like, I've heard of, I'd heard of it before. And I just, I thought it was mostly like, um, I guess the, the way that it had been introduced to me uh, mm-hmm. was brochure design and uh, uh, like pamphlet design. And I, I hate that stuff. So I was like, that's like, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to just design pamphlets and stuff. And, you know, I want to, I was, I, I liked making, you know, little, you know, um, little icons or little, like little doodles and little characters or, um, you know, actual like drawings. That was, that's what I love to do. So I kind of mm-hmm. um, dove into that a little bit more and uh, explored it more in college and, after I decided, um, or I guess, yeah, I found out a little bit more about graphic design, and I was like, you know, I think I could, you know, I started following a few other pages. Uh, this is when I had recently started Instagram, so I was like, oh, this is, um, or got on Instagram, so I was like, oh, I found a couple artists on there, and I'm like, oh, this is this is really cool stuff, and I was like, I feel like I could, you know, I feel like I could do something like this. Definitely. Okay, so you, again, you really noticed your, your strengths and what you enjoyed about the design space and you know aren't worried about trying to be all encompassing and do all of it but you know your niche you know your category where where you feel strong yeah definitely it's it's been a journey i think i I, i've heard from uh multiple different people um along my uh journey as a designer um a lot of people say it's good to be all encompassing and kind of have a a skill in many different forms of design, um, which I agree to to an extent. Um, but I also think that it's good to um, be the best at one thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And instead of you know, I've looked into different types of different types of design and um, different you know, like web design or uh, product design and stuff. And those are all super valuable. Um, but I think I would rather focus on. Um, kind of my lane and my my niche and kind of focus on that and um you know kind of take the route of you know i've heard of different people partnering with um you know or kind of outsourcing and kind of networking and being able to like oh i have a guy who could do that kind of stuff kind of build like collaboration that way which is really strong which really good yeah absolutely so Nick, then what do you think has been the most influential design of your life so far? Could be something you've seen, something you've been a part of, but something that really influenced you and has stuck with you. Um, yeah, I would say, I think I always look back. I remember growing up um, before I even started really designing, I always really liked that kind of bold um, branding style and I remember I guess some specifics I really liked I remember the Element logo like Element Skateboards uh-huh. um, I loved that logo and I was like that's just so tight and I, I I remember stuff like that or the Quicksilver logo Yep. Uh, just kind of simple stuff like that bold um, one color it's just I remember stuff like that and having um, pieces of their clothing that I would 
wear um, a lot more than the my other clothing just because it was like this is it just felt cool you know and I think I just remember noticing stuff like that and kind of uh, as time went on um, I think I kind of grew a little bit um, maybe not as as obsessed as I am now, but definitely drawn to branding and, and drawn to, um, yeah, definitely like that, that bold style. So I'd say maybe, um, or even like Adidas, I really like uh, a lot of their stuff, uh, their branding. And, but I'd say, yeah, I think, uh, to name two specifically, I'd say, um, the element logo and the Quicksilver logo, those are, uh, two that I remember. Um, yeah, I, I definitely remember those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Those are, I'd say, those are super influential to me. Definitely growing up, and liking that style. Perfect. So, Nick, then, what? Um, who are some of the designers or brands that you currently look up to or closely follow, and what about them do you like? Oh yeah, um, I have a few. I mean, I there's a ton of. Uh, it's hard to to pick a. You know, there's so many on uh, Instagram that I look up to and um, uh, Lincoln Design Co. comes to mind immediately. Uh-huh. Um, I love their stuff. Um, it, I mean, I feel like if I, it's one of those like where I feel like if I wasn't a designer and I had to pick someone to design like my branding, it would uh-huh. probably be them. Nice. Um, I love their stuff. Uh, Scott Fuller from Studio Temporary. Uh-huh. Uh, I really like his style too. I mentioned Matt Dawson before. Uh-huh. Um, I really like his stuff. Um, yeah, there's a few others. Chris Costa. I don't know if you've seen his stuff on Instagram. No, I haven't heard. Yeah, he he's really sick. I, I like his stuff. Um, I like his stuff a lot. I remember him. I remember following him. He was, I think, one of the more earlier designers I followed um, when I first started off because I just really liked his style. He does a lot of. Um, like band merch, band logos, um, specifically kind of more of like a rock metal core type kind of grungy feel, mm-hmm. uh, which I really like. So all of these designers, is there, what, is there sort of a particular theme that you really like about their style or is it sort of, you like something from each of them, they each offer you something? Yeah, I think, um, I think for me, it's always, I've been drawn to, um, bold, uh, thick designs, you know, thick kind of branding and logo, logo mm-hmm. work. Um, that always attracts me. I really like that. Um, you know, I've seen other, I've seen other designs that it doesn't have to be that for me to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's just kind of what I gravitate towards. Um, yeah. And I, I, I've always been attracted to, um, yeah, kind of that bold, that bold feel combined with like a nice bold, uh, text and stuff that I think Lincoln Design Co. Um, does really well on those other guys I mentioned. Um, another guy that I think I uh, I followed really early on is uh, Stephen Pies of Pies Brand. Hmm, okay. He's on Instagram. Um, he was one of the first guys I, I saw and I followed. Um, he, uh, he does amazing uh, type work, uh, custom type, and uh, I'm not super great with creating custom type um but it always just attracted me because he used to i think his style has changed a little bit um since when i first followed him but i remember when i first followed him he uh 
he put out some really it, i think it's always just been like those thick lines um kind of bold uh really nice color contrast and stuff mm-hmm. like that um i'm always attracted to that kind of stuff yeah those are great names very talented uh designers that you gave a shout out to there um the next couple of questions I have for you, Nick, take you down part of your career where you have made some mistakes, you've learned some lessons, and I feel like you've got some more mistakes and lessons to learn as you progress along your career here. But I want to hear about some of the earlier ones. And I think those will resonate with some of our listeners who are newer to design or just finishing up school and even some more senior designers. Um. So what has been the most challenging time in your design career so far? Why was it challenging and how did you get through it? Yeah, totally. I think um, I'd say most challenging, honestly, would probably um, just be recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only been doing this since, uh, yeah, like I said, late 2016, so just a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of trying to build my way up and learn as much about design and business that I can. Um, I'm 22 years old and married, uh, so it's just been it's been interesting, you know, because my wife is in school, so she's not working. So kind of finding that balance between like I need to financially provide mm-hmm. for us, um, which has been great, you know, being able to have that side job at the coffee shop because I can take more hours as I need. Um, um, yeah, it's it's just I'd say. It's been challenging right now in the current kind of season I'm in. Um, mm-hmm. It's also been really uh, rewarding and a lot of growth, I think. Uh, just kind of learning to, you know, starting to, you know, how to interact with clients, how to how to kind of increase my value and kind of um, increase prices and stuff. And, you know, that's interesting you say that because you don't, as freelance, it's very, very difficult, if not impossible, to come out of the gate go freelance and have all of that dialed in, have your, you know, your terms and conditions, have all of that dialed in, you know, to have all of that ready to go. So you're in that gut punch slash growth stage right now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Still kind of, still kind of developing, um, how I do things. And Mm -hmm. I think I've, uh, I, uh, I mean, I've put a lot of time into it and and I've kind of developed certain things that I, that I definitely, um, uh, currently using my business and, and want to keep using, but it's definitely still a learning process. And there's mm-hmm. things that I come across um, uh, even today that I'm like, oh man, like I wish I would have done, I wish I would have started doing that um, years ago or started uh, a lot earlier than I did. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So then, can you tell us about a specific design or project that you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result? Um, have you had a project like that? Can you take us to that story? Yes. Uh, <laughs> one comes to mind immediately. Um, basically, I it was pretty recently, actually. Um, I was working with a a brand, and we were de- we were development develop, developing a logo. And he reached out to me, and uh, he's kind of in a hurry. And he's like, "Man, I need this. I need this as soon as possible. Like, we need a." Uh, this needs to get done super quick and I th- our deadlines like uh hope like next week and i'm like okay and i know that's i know that's immediately a kind of a red flag and kind of like you know you can't you can't rush stuff like this typically but i was like you know i i need another project and 
I was kind of I, I took it on and I was like well, let's let's do it um, yeah so I kind of you know got it all done sent or the initial concepts at least and sent them off um, and he had some some minor changes we went back and forth uh, I think you know at least four or five different times with small changes mm-hmm. um, and it had you know I was it was approaching it was I think it was either like day of uh, of what he said the deadline was or the day before um, and I sent off another round of revisions and he's like okay yeah like we're getting close I think we're close to where we need to be uh, let me talk with my partner um, I'll get back to you and I was like okay let me know what you decide um, yeah and then didn't hear anything for another I think two weeks uh, message I emailed him back and I was like hey uh, what's going on like just wanted to check in make sure everything's good um, yeah keep me updated and nothing um, and then finally another couple weeks pass and he gets back to me um, and it had been 42 days since I had last emailed him um, or, he, or he had last emailed me um, and he finally gets back and he's like okay we have another couple changes here and um, I was like okay and then I, they were some small other changes um, so I put them together and sent them off and then he he still wasn't happy and he kind of he kind of blew up on me a little bit and got mad and he's like you know like this is this is taking way too long I'm not happy with how long this project has taken and um, you know we're, we're way past the deadline and I was like how did like you disappeared for 42 days <laughs> it was yeah. literally 42 I counted I counted them out and I, I emailed him back and I was like okay well you know I'm, I'm sorry we couldn't meet the deadline you wanted but you know I don't think it's entirely on me if you I don't know where you went for those those 42 days that you kind of just disappeared um, and that was interesting he just kind of he was just kind of sour and didn't want to didn't want to continue so we ended up terminating the project um, yeah that was so what do you think is the is the lesson in that? I think uh, <laughs> if I were to redo it, um, I'd be more careful at the beginning and mm-hmm. kind of let them know like this isn't uh, this isn't a fast process. This it's not about speed and efficiency. Um, kind of let them know like I have a few other projects that I'm working on currently. It's I'm not going to be able to get it done in in you know four days, um, and uh, kind of pay more attention to those red flags mm-hmm. yep. and, you know be willing to say no if if needed in the early days of taking the hit yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got it no good to see you. um so i want to turn this around nick and i want you to tell me about a project that you've been a part of um in your career so far that you are the most proud of yeah i've got a few actually that i i've done recently that i'm i'm uh super stoked about one that I'm currently working on, um, I'm working on a a couple of projects for, it's pretty crazy actually, so I'm working on a, uh, I'm doing some single covers and a, like a like a logo rebranding uh, for a rapper that I actually uh, grew up listening to um, for a lot of my life, um, and that was pretty, that was pretty crazy, I think I, uh, <laughs> I ended up, uh, because sometimes I'll share different music I'm listening to in my stories on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just tagged him in it one day, and he uh, he ended up following me and reaching out. And, 
um, we just kind of went from there, and uh, that was kind of surreal, just because it's like, wow, this is this is weird. Um, <laughs> it's been it's been really cool, and we're still kind of in the midst of the project and working through some uh, some different aspects uh, of the branding. Um, so that's been going really well. Very cool. Yeah. That's crazy how that comes up. It's amazing, you know, how you can really exercise Instagram and um, Twitter and like social media to really connect with these people that are otherwise like so far out of reach. Um, yeah. And then it can turn around and come in like that. Um, Kyle Tillman, who I interviewed just a few episodes ago, had a similar story where he ended up getting work with Wu-Tang Clan just from tagging wow. their manager and just like sticking <laughs> to it and keep going, going at it. Um, so that, yeah, that's a really cool story how you can connect that way. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. It, it's social media is a, is a crazy tool these days. And, uh, I think that's, I have an, uh, another project that we completed, um, uh, a couple weeks ago, um, that had the same type of story where I, I ended up is basically, I had reached out to this person, um, that I really wanted to work with and, um, He's kind of a he's a YouTuber, so he's he's a he has a a pretty decent audience, and I was like, wow, like this would be, you know, I, he has a couple business projects on the side, and I think like that'd be that'd be really sweet to be able to do some branding for him. And I ended up just reaching out to him, and um, yeah, we just finished working together a couple of weeks ago. Um, so I think it's just crazy the ability just that we have to to reach out to certain people and kind of you know not just wait for clients to come your way but um the ability to reach out and uh connect with people that we want to work with that's great well said um nick what is one design product tool website or community that you just can't live without i've got a few i would say uh i really like uh, i use design cuts a lot the website mm-hmm. uh from like mock-up stuff they have they have a bunch of stuff on there um, I like their mock-ups a lot. Um, they're super awesome. I really like uh, Creative Market for their fonts. They have a really nice font selection. Um, I'd say those are those are probably t- two of the biggest. Um, so two, of, two of the ones that you go to fairly often. Yeah, yeah. I'm on there pretty often. Got it. Um, Nick, now is the time of the show for the ask it forward question. I have a question for you from my previous guest and you get an opportunity to ask a question of my next guest. I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you can ask them anything. (laughs) So I mentioned to you that you are episode 101. So my previous guest who I've already interviewed for episode 100 is a gentleman that goes by the name Aaron Draplin. Oh man. <laughs> so Mr. Dang, okay. Mr. Aaron Draplin would like to ask you what, what has been something either through media, through meme, through quote, um, or something that you have heard or learned about that has just messed with you to the core and made you think about things differently. Man, I would say I remember reading a, uh, an article recently, I think it was an article, um, just about, um, I think it was about, um, like freelance and business and, uh, kind of the time that it, the time that it takes in your business in life, uh, and kind of what you're, um, what you're pursuing. Um, and it was basically talking about how, uh, 
your the importance of your career and the importance of what you're pursuing. Um, and while that is important, um, a crazy thing is a lot of people get so wrapped up in pursuing that so uh, so hard that they um, uh, they neglect the importance of um, family and friends and kind of uh, developing that. Um, you know that aspect of life, and uh, for whatever reason, that just that just hit me pretty hard. And I was like, man, that that's crazy. I, I know so many designers who uh, talk about the uh, like the hustle and uh, and chasing this hard, and and uh, that's important. Um, but just realizing too, I think um, over the last couple of years, just how fast life goes. Uh, just having you know family members uh, move to different places or. Uh, life passes by so fast. Um, yeah, and I think just reading through that article, I was just like, dang, that's that's crazy. And, and uh, wanting to uh, take advantage of that more and uh, just the importance of taking taking breaks from uh, the design hustle, essentially, and just the, um, the overall, that whole lifestyle. So really what you came across was was something speaking directly to don't overlook the importance of community, the importance of family, um, and get caught up in this work, 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 work. Yep, yep, definitely. Yeah, and he, uh, I think the, um, the dude too was talking about his, uh, like his immediate family too and his wife and kids and how, um, you know, those are, you know, your career is going to last so long. But in terms of uh, relationship with your wife and kids, like, you know, that's going to that's going to last forever. Mm-hmm. So kind of that just, uh, you know, I, that was just the other day, actually. I just read that in that article and I was like, dang, that's that's true. Mm-hmm. That's a, that kind of changes my perspective on kind of like it, it's easy to get it's easy to get caught up in, in wanting to advance uh, your career and, and uh, move forward always and. Uh, you know, just be, it's easy for me, kind of like how my mind works just to, you know, just jump into it and not take breaks and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and just go, go, go and work all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I would say that, that definitely kind of rocks my world and kind of, um, even just in a small kind of mindset change. Yeah. Got it. Nick, what is the question you would like me to ask the next guest? Sweet. I wrote one down. Um, this question is if you got to pick one musical artist or band to design for who would it be nice i like that one yeah perfect nick that's the end of the podcast man you made it awesome sweet i really appreciate your time coming on the show and sharing your you know the early days of your career here the last uh, three and a bit years with us and um you know keep keep hustling but but keep an eye on balance absolutely Yeah, I appreciate it, Dave. Thank you. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode with Nick Stewart from Vanguard Design Co. I really appreciate your time. And uh, I love the reviews. I got a number of reviews pop up from the Aaron Draplin episodes on iTunes. Thank you guys so much for leaving those reviews and ratings. I really appreciate it. If you haven't had a chance yet, please head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating for the show. I read them. They make me smile. They make me feel warm. And you know, I'll be back tomorrow. See you then.